Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Hello once again and welcome along to another Radio City Breakfast Show podcast with me, Rossi and the co. Hello there. Hello there. Uh, Right then, loads on this week. Uh, In the week gone by, we revisited some of our best city surgeries. Uh, There's a guy whose wife was about to give birth to a little baby boy. Yes. And sadly, her dad had passed away and she wanted to name the little boy after her late dad, which is lovely. The fella in question was called Tony, and um, he had a problem with the name. He thought it sounded too old. And his uh, the name that the mum wanted to call the newborn baby was Cyril. <laughs> oh, uh, let's bring on that nice, nice one, Cyril. Cue nice one, Cyril. <laughs> so, here we go then. Uh, we phoned up Tony to uh, see what the outcome was, whether they went ahead and uh, had the little lad Chris and Cyril, or did they go and choose another name? And here's how the call sounded. Hello. Hello, was that Tony? It is. Hello, Rossi. It is Rossi indeed. How Good morning, Tony, and welcome to the show. Good morning. It's right, Rossi La. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, uh, uh, your baby arrived in August. Yes, he did arrive. He's a, he's a bouncing little baby. Uh, I don't think he quite got my memo about the clocks going back there, actually, because he just doesn't <laughs> ever seem to, to sleep. But he's, he's great. He's ba- great. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Babies have their own body clock. They wake when they want to wake. They wake when they want to eat something. So, so August, <laughs> September, October, November, December, January. So five months old. Once you get to the six months to start sort of uh, settling down a little bit, hopefully all, all being well. So, so. your your wife uh, had wanted to name your little baby boy after her late father, which is sad that, you know, your father Lars passed away, but you wanted to honour that wish, but you were just concerned that you didn't want a little boy born in 2010 to be called Cyril. So Cyril... That's not very 21st century, is it, Rossi? And I know some names are coming back. You get lots of stands, but you've got to draw the line Um, Cyril. I think the, I think there's quite a few old names that are coming back into fashion again. So you know, uh, like my little girl, for example, Nancy's a very old name. It's a very my grandmother was born in 1917, and that was her name, and that's yeah. who she's named after. So I don't I don't see a real problem with that. Is it? Is but it Cyril? I mean, you think of one Cyril Rossi, I think of Cyril Smith. Yeah, Cyril Smith, you of know, course. See, I think of Cyril, Cyril Sneer from the Raccoons. Who Cyril? Cyril Sneer. I think of Cyril Fletcher uh, from Take That. You mean, and, and not take that. That's take life. That's, that's life. life. Take that. No, Cyril Fletcher was never in take that. <laughs> There's one for the Foops and Daisy yeah. Friday file. So, uh, yes, Cyril Fletcher from That's Life. Do you remember him? I do, He used to sit yeah. in a great big armchair and, uh, and tell all sorts of uh, weird and wonderful stories from the week gone by. Okay, Cyril was a, a bit of a... You weren't happy about the fact that he was going to be called Cyril. Did you have the debate with your missus or what decision did you come to? Well, we did have the debate, and I think what sold it was that I, uh, I've got to say, Rossi, my hairline is receding. And what worried me is that my son will have the same problem. And then I'll get a wig, then it'll be Cyril Simmert. Cyril Simmert. I think that's what sold it to her. So that's it. We dropped the name Cyril. And uh, we named a plant in the back garden after her father in law, so she was happy enough with that. That's lovely. That is lovely, yeah. So, what name did you go for? Uh, well,. We wanted something that's still a bit unique, and we've actually plumped for Bartholomew. Ah, Bartholomew. Yes. Isn't that a lovely name? That's a, that's an old an old name as well, an old English name, isn't it? Bartholomew. 
It is. You don't get many uh, Bartholomews unless it's got a law before it. So we thought, well, it sounds a little bit kind of upper class. Not that we are upper class, of course, Rossi. But, <laughs> so, uh, so Lord Bartholomew Simpson of Wallasey. <laughs> is that, that, is that a nice... You never know. I mean, I, you know, I've got connections in the council, Rossi. If he starts in there, you don't know where he can so end up. I've just realised something. Your surname's Simpson, yeah? Yes. And you've chosen Bartholomew. Are you serious, yeah? Yes. And yes, ba- right. Bartholomew can be can, can actually be uh, it can actually be abbreviated. What's an abbreviation of Bartholomew? Bartholomew. Yeah. Um, well, we just call him Bartholomew. Yeah, but it can be abbreviated. Kind of. Oh. <laughs> you could call him B- Bart. Is the abbreviation surely? <laughs> Bart is Why the abbreviation. Well, that's an abbreviation Bart. for Bartholomew. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Yes, Bart. Bart. Wouldn't that be Bart, Bart Simpson? Simpson. Bart Simpson. I'm just talking for some strange reason, but I never kind of figured what he was. Why was it about Bart? What's it with Bart? I don't mind Bart. Yeah. People want to call him Bart. Yeah, but your surname's Simpson, Bart. Tony. Yes. Bart Simpson. Yeah. It's got a ring to it. Bart Simpson Bart has Simpson. got a ring to it. It was one of the most famous cartoon names on the planet. You're not called Homer, really, are you, Tony? <laughs> Homer? Oh, yeah. we mustn't laugh. Tony, uh, your surname be... is Simpson, yeah? Yes. That was Bomber Simpson. So it's Bart Simpson? Yes. It's Bartholomew. Right. It's Bartholomew. But he is going to get Bart at school, isn't he? Yeah. Sorry, I'm... Have you had him christened yet? Yes. Oh, it's a lovely dude. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, have you never watched The Simpsons, Tony? Um, no. <laughs> You've never watched The Simpsons? No. That's unbelievable. No, Scooby-Doo and Bagpuss was my bag. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, is it new? No, it's not new. It's been on the go for years. In fact, he had a hit in 1990 called Eat My Shorts and Do the Bart Dance. Uh, oh, so he's a pop star? Uh, yeah, well, he's a, he's a cartoon character. Come on, you mustn't... Don't... You're winding me up. He's winding, he's winding, us, up. Yeah, winding us up. You're winding us up. I don't really do cartoons, mate, to be honest with you. Apart from Bagpuss and Scooby-Doo? Yeah, well, I was young then, you know. So, but no, but... so Bartholomew is uh, Bartholomew is the name that you're going to... Uh, that, that your little lad's going to be called then, instead of Cyril. Yes, Bartholomew. 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 Well, I'm glad to stop at you two. Hey, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, mate. Uh, thanks for coming on and speaking to us, and I'm glad you got everything rectified. Thanks, Rossi. Okay. Thanks for the call. See, see you, Tone. God bless, mate. Okay. Bye, bye-bye mate. Bye, 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 bye. Is he joking? Do you think? I, I think I'm on the receiving end of a wind up here. No, That's because honest, I emailed him. He emailed me back yesterday, and the baby—that's apparently his name. And but you I didn't forgot. Twig yesterday I didn't twig with his surname was Simpson. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And again, it's better than Cyril. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that's, uh, I apologise to anyone listening this morning called Cyril. Or Bart. <laughs> or Simpson. <laughs> Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Oh, dear. God, that is so... Um, do you know, I just don't know if it's someone pulling our legs. I, I honestly makes me want to eat my shorts. <laughs> it really does. It really does. I, I, I really got the feeling there that I was getting wound up. I was sort of looking through studio windows to see if there's anybody, like, you know, winding me up. I was uh, about to shout, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, he just seemed so innocent and so unaware of it all, though, didn't he? And especially on... Uh, that, that call went out on Burns Night Day, or Burns Day. Burns Day, yeah. Yeah, of course. So we could have dedicated it to Mr Burns from The Simpsons as well. Aha! <laughs> Good. <laughs> Uh, Radio City 96.7. And one of the funniest calls we've had on our workplace of the week uh, was from the beautiful Nettie from uh, SRC Taxis. Get a load of this, especially when a guy comes in looking for somebody who she confuses 
the person he's looking for was somebody who's no longer with us. Workplace of the Week with Rossi and Co. Five days. Five staff members. Five songs. Right then. What? What have I done now? You were just making funny, funny, silly faces to us and putting us, trying to put us off the show. You're the producer of the show, Jay. Yeah. You're not supposed to put us off the show. Grow up, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you both just tie me up and kick me? All right. Oh, I'm not going to take great pleasure in that. Now then, let's cross to SRC Taxis and hello to Nettie. Hello, good hello, morning. Hello, Nettie, how are hello, you? Rock. I'm absolutely fine. Thank Crunchy, it's Friday, as thank, they say. Thank Crunchy, it is Friday. <laughs> uh, right, so um, are you going to reveal any details in this yoghurt thing? Oh, well, do you know, Rossi, I'd love to, but after the watershed might be the best time Ooh. because you'd get too many complaints if I dished out what you did with that yoghurt. So you're not dishing out the yoghurt? No, it's been <laughs> hilarious all week though. We have, because we've got free phones in the likes of Tesco's and Asda and Aldi and there's customers been phoning up and they've been asking for a taxi and saying, I don't suppose that's Linda is on the line because if it is, I've got you some yoghurt in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, the, we, we, put, we put something, we, we basically phone other members of staff and get secrets and the people that we're going to talk, uh, talk to and uh, she's got a secret about yoghurt and it, we've been really, uh, we've been enthralled <laughs> <laughs> we've been enticed and uh, we've, we're very, con, con, how can you say it, uh, curious, yeah, curious. Absolutely. Uh, I, might, so. I might tell you one day, but bump into you on a Saturday night out with a few vinos, I might dish it. <laughs> I'm loving the sound of that. I'm loving the sound of that. So tell, okay. me, uh, tell me about the, your buzzing handbag, uh, Nettie. Oh, oh, get out. What, what about oh, this? Stop oh, stop it now. Come on, tell well, us. Well, it was just a little party trick on our work night out. And yeah. I thought, you know, bring something, a bit of fun of it, and go, all I'm going to say is I got it off my best friend, Anne Summers, you might know her. Oh, right, oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. She's a nice girl, Anne. Lovely, <laughs> lovely, yeah, yeah. So and that's about it again. I'm not telling you that one today. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, she's always she's always a good buzz at a party, isn't she? She is. She's, yeah, she's buzzing. Absolutely. So then, why you call the bullet lady? Oh, shush! Shush! The bullet and the buzz go together. Oh, Say really? No. Uh, a buzz and bullet. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, on the clock, it's nine something. Now behave. Yes, it's uh, uh, it's it's twenty five. Big uh, Jay Hind <laughs> minutes to ten. And uh, what about your son Joel? Uh, was her best qualities as a mum in church uh, oh. at the church school Sunday school at the Harvest Festival? Oh. What, what's your best quality? Don't. Who've you been speaking to? Do you uh, know, you know me. I can't well, I can't give that sort of information. It, it's a lovely little school, a little nice church school, and they always do lovely things at Harvest Festival. Everybody went into the church, all the mums and the, our um, class had to stand up, all the children and say what the best qualities were, and everybody was there. My mummy's always happy, my mummy's always kind, my mummy's always smiley. Jill stood up and went, my mummy's always drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I just nearly died, as you can imagine. <laughs> I tell you what, you guys and girls at SRC sound like a right bunch, I tell you. We are, we I are. I tell you. And, uh, and what about the guy that came into SRC to ask about the advert in the Echo? Oh, 
thinking, oh, that was that was even funnier. <laughs> We've got we're always we're always advertising in the Echo, obviously for drivers and stuff. And Jimmy, who you spoke to um, on Monday, he's our sort of recruitment guy and um, deals with all new drivers. And and um, this guy coming to work, and I'm the first person that you see when you come in through yeah. the door. He said it's an old guy. And he said, oh hi. He said, um, I've come. I've seen your piece in the Echo. I've come to see Jimmy. So I thought, okay, right, not a problem. Jimmy, all over the office, Jimmy, Jimmy. And this guy just went white, looked at me absolutely horrified and went, oh, no, no, no. He said, you've got it all wrong. And I went, no, he is here, Jimmy, Jimmy. No, 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 you've got it all wrong. He's laid to rest. He's dead. He's meant to go in the funeral parlour next door. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, no. And I was shouting Jimmy all over the office. <laughs> Oh, it was just hilarious. Oh. It, was, it was funny, actually. I mean, it's dead it funny. Just, yeah, dead funny. <laughs> <laughs> Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. A celebrity who reckons she needs a boob job. Oh. After having so many kids, she says, now touch her knees. Oh, it's oh. a story about Claire then. Oh! I, I said knees, mind. not ankles. <laughs> When you wake up, Radio City 96.7. If you'd like to be a part of our workplace of the week and you're alive, then uh, check out our website, radiocity.co.uk. Click on to Rossi and Co. Rossi and Co. Uh, our homepage is on radiocity.co.uk. And it doesn't matter where your workplace is, neither. It could be anywhere. You could be an undertaker. Uh, it could be an you undertaker. Could, you could be a. You could be working at McDonald's. You could be, a, you could be an overtaker. An overtaker, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do, just come on and be our workplace of the week. We want some really unique ones this year. Yeah, defo. So uh, go to radiocity.co.uk and uh, check out the Rossi & Co homepage. We also had fun last week. Uh, McFly came to play live with us. And uh, <laughs> we ran little competitions, including McFly or McFall. You devised these competitions. I've got to take my hat off to you. Thank you. And say so you come you. up with some really ingenious and creative ideas. <laughs> and for that, I thank you. It's brilliant. You it only see. happens once a year. Well, it was good that it did happen so early in the year. Yeah. Right, here we go. This is a round of a competition you called McFly or McFall. Yeah. Get a load of this. This really is Susan Boyle. Is right, Rossi La? Hi, this is Henry Winkler. It's so right. It's so Rossi. It's so long. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. All you've got to do is shout out McFly or McFall. So if you think, if I was to say to you a crow, you would say McFly. McFly. Yeah. If I was to say to you a hippopotamus, you would McFall. say McFall. Yeah. But it's not going to be as easy as that. <laughs> I've got ten in total. You need a minimum of five. Right. Okay? You need a yeah. minimum of five. You get five out of ten or yeah. more, we will sort you out with the tickets. Okay. Four tickets to go along today to check out McFly up close and personal. Okay. So try not to McFall at the first hurdle. Ah, hey. I see what you've done there. You'll McFly through this. Thanks. Yeah, you McFly oh, through I this. So. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Stacy Lee from Hype. Okay, first one. A giant golden crowned flying fox. Um, McFall. You reckon McFall? Oh, yeah, I think so. You reckon a giant. Okay, a dodo. Um, a dodo? McFall. Okay. What about the Emperor Penguin? McFall. Okay. What about a Bombay duck? McFly. You reckon McFly? Yeah. What about 
What's it called again? A pterodactyl. A pterodactyl. A, a pterodactyl. Do you think that's that's one of those big dinosaurs with the wings that could fly, perhaps? Do you reckon? What do you reckon? Uh, what do you reckon? McFly. You reckon McFly? I'm sorry, yeah. Okay, what about a tawny owl? A tawny owl. McFly. Um, fly. What about an emu? An emu. Uh, McFall. Okay, what about a scorpion fly? A scorpion uh, fly. McFall. Uh, what about a mallard? Uh, McFly. Okay, and what about a kiwi? McFall. Okay. So you need a minimum oh. of five. Will you see these guys perform this live oh, at the top of the yes. Radio City Tower today? <laughs> So you said a giant golden-crowned flying fox is McFall. It's actually McFly. It's a fruit bat. Bombay duck, you reckon? You said McFly. It's actually McFall. It's no, Indian no. food. Scorpion fly. A scorpion fly. You said McFall. It actually is a big insect that does fly. Oh, no. You got three wrong, which means you got seven right. Yeah. <laughs> you have won yourself. You can you can make fly around all day with a great big smile on your face. You've got yourself four tickets and you will be at the top of the Radio City Tower later oh on god. today to see McFly. Oh my god. To see McFly here at the top oh. of the tower. Try oh, not to I'm gonna do. Try and, try, we'll just turn up at about half two today and enjoy the concert. <laughs> Courtesy of the Radio City Breakfast Show. Okay. Stacy Lee, have a great day today in Heighton. Thank you. God bless you. Bye, love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. Bye. 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 Waking you up on weekdays. Get set for Operation Morale Improvement. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Another little idea. Did you come up with this one or was it me? McLeish. No, it was me again. Uh, you liar. Oh. You, oh, you come up with the name McLeish. Yeah. Yeah, I come up with the competition. It's, it's yeah. quite an easy format. We've done it before. Right, but it was McLeish. McLeish. As opposed to McFly. McFly lies. Yes, McFly lies. <laughs> <laughs> There's no flies on you. <laughs> and uh, here, uh, have a listen to our story and see, give, give them a little, have a little minute to yourself and uh, see which one you think is uh, the absolute positive truth and the other two are downright dirty, rotten, scoundrel lies. Have a listen to this. Good morning, Jamie Byrne. Hello. Good morning, Jamie. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Where are you from? Walton. Well, um, okay. And uh, what do you do for it? Are you at school or college? What do you do? Um, I'm in sixth form. You're in sixth form? Yeah. <laughs> Whereabouts do you go? Holly Lodge. Okay. Uh, right, so are you available at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon? Yeah. So uh, we're, we're going to give you a chance to win four tickets, four tickets for McFly. Yeah. And the little competition we're going to do this morning is McLies. McLies. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story. Claire's going to tell you a story. Jay's going to tell you a story. Two of them are lies, but you've got to pick out which one of us is telling you the truth, okay? Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to tell you my story first. Okay. Okay. Uh, a little while ago, a little while ago, the Sugar Babes came to do a live set at the top of the Radio City Tower. Yeah. Later on that evening, they were doing a slot on Granada Reports with Lucy Meekon. Yeah. Unfortunately, after the gig had finished, I picked up a set of keys and stuck them in my bag, thinking that they were mine. It turns out it was actually the keys belonging to the driver 
who were taking the band Sugar Babes to Manchester. By the time they realised where the keys had gone, and I'd brought them back to the Radio City Tower, it left the band too late, and their appearance on the TV show Granada Reports had to be cancelled. Oh. oh. <laughs> so that's my story. Uh, Simo, what's your story? Well, mine was something very similar to McFly, you know, when we have things going on at the top yeah. of the tower. This was just after X Factor when Chico was in it. Remember Chico? Yeah. And um, he turned up to do, like, a live set, and we had some listeners and everything there. And I'd come in because I was friends with somebody here, and I'd come in to watch them because the kids wanted to see him. And he got here, and there'd been a bit of a mix-up over his backing singer. And he was supposed to have a backing singer, you know, doing all the what time is it and everything. Yeah. And they hadn't turned up, so they needed somebody to sing with him. So somebody volunteered me, and within, like, a couple of minutes of being here, I was in, like, you know, the little board room upstairs yeah. and he taught me all the backing vocals and wow. I did Chico's backing vocals well, for him. Well, you did do backing vocals you with uh, Tight Fit, the band, mm -hmm. the 80s band. You've, you've sang, you do your own gigs. So highly believable story. Jay? Well, my story goes back about four years, Jamie. And uh, Jimmy Carr was in town with John Bishop, yeah. our very own John Bishop. Remember John Bishop was hosting a question and answers session with him to be recorded live on the radio. And it was my responsibility to record it live. Uh, so Jimmy Carr comes in, he was a nice man, I got on with him really well. And uh, halfway through the show, he, he decided to start heckling me. So he was being a bit funny, taking the mick. And I was very embarrassed, very red-faced. Uh, a lot of people in the room, I just felt really bad. Did he rip you more than I said? He ripped rip you? me to shreds. Did he rip more than ripped I ripped you in the breakfast shreds. show? I can't even repeat some of the things he said to me. Go on. Uh, I can't. That'd be sad. <laughs> um, but anyway, I ended up very embarrassed. Um, come to the end of the show, look down, ready to uh, to get it all on air. Yeah. And I hadn't recorded. Oh, my God. I got about 15 minutes of it. Could you? hour. Jamie, could you believe Jay could be so stupid to do something like that? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jamie, uh, which one of us is telling the truth? Uh, there's two of us selling porky pies, one of us is telling the truth. Who do you think it could be? Um, I think Jay is telling the truth. Because you think he could be that daft <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that silly. Well, look, I'm yeah. going to do traffic and travel in a second. I'm going to take a, 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 a bit of a break here. Can you hang on? And yeah. I will let you know whether the Sugar Babe stories is the truth, or Chico time is the truth, <laughs> or where Jay being a silly boy is the truth. So stand by your phones with you in a second. All right, Jamie? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Playing McLies with McFly and a chance to win uh, four tickets for Jamie Byrne and Walton. Uh, basically, we uh, each told a story, two of which are McLies and one's McTruth. It's not right. It's not right. Mine was to do with the Sugar Babes, uh, making them so late for an appearance on uh, Granada Reports that they missed the slot and uh, they had to reschedule something else. Mm. You told one about uh, Chico. Did backing vocals for Chico. Did backing vocals. And you did one, Jay, that you I said. I did, yeah, uh, with Jimmy Carr and John Bishop, I was supposed to record the show which yes. was going out on air and yes. I never pushed the record button. Didn't never push the record yeah, button. Yeah, never worked. So you reckon the person telling the truth was uh, RJ, the executive producer of the show, Jamie Byrne? Yeah. Because if you've got it wrong, I'm going to go and take another caller. Oh. So who was telling the truth? I can tell you Jamie Byrne from Walton. Winner! Four tickets. You will see McFly up close and personal at the top of the Radio City Tower tomorrow at 3 p.m. You and three friends can come along to the tower and see them play live. Oh, my God. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. Yes, it was silly boy Jay <laughs> telling the truth. Unbelievable. Stay in the line. We'll get your details. All right, love.
Telling the truth again, of course it was. It was you. me, yes, me and my you... Jimmy Carr story. So I can't believe that you did. Basically, you, you made it sound like the show was going out live. It was being recorded to go out as live. Yes. But when he'd finished his set and done everything and I entertained the man, it all up. Oh, you did, you did. Do you know what else I done once? What? We were doing this big thing with Pete Price, and it was with Merseyside Police. Yeah. And we got invited in. We were really privileged to this big special. You know the big meetings they have before they go out. And, yep. And go on raids and stuff. We were invited in. It was really, really, really good. Really interesting. It was like the bill. And uh, we took a, a recorder pack in there. Pete was fascinated. I was fascinated. Come out, and I hadn't hit record again. Oh, my God. We lost it all. And obviously, you can't get anything like that back. It only happened once. Oh, my God. Guess what? I've just realised. What? We're not recording this podcast. Really? No. There's oh, no. nothing on that. It's just people are listening to white noise and dead air. No. <laughs> Uh, right then, here's a here's a, a, a surprise guest that you threw in. Yes. Uh, just uh, you, you you told me you were going to bring on a surprise guest, and I like to be prepared for guests. You do. You like, preparation is king. With preparation is king, definitely. And I like to be prepared, but you didn't tell me who the guest was, and uh, you were sort of hinting at maybe a female TV presenter from the UK. Mm. Turns out it was one of my favourite drummers from my favourite band of all time. I get a load of this. Waking you up on weekdays. Get set for Operation Morale Improvement. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Liverpool's hit music station. It's Radio City 96.7. It's Rossi and Co. You've got a surprise guest for me. We've got you a surprise guest. Okay, surprise guest will surprise me. What is your favourite band of all time? Uh, my favourite band of all time, well, everybody knows it. It was Duran Duran, because I'm a massive uh, fan of the 80s. But you told me you've got a fe- there's no female members of Duran Duran. There's not. We've actually got you a member of Duran Duran on the phone. Oh, my God! Welcome to the show, Roger Taylor. Roger Hello. Taylor! Hello. I'm glad he didn't say Spandau Ballet. What's uh, <laughs> your favourite band? I did go to see Spandau Ballet last year. They were very good, but you played the previous year. And I met you, I don't know, you won't remember, but I actually met you downstairs, uh, yourself and Simon and, and JT and Nick. And, uh, and you you kept saying to me, I recognise you from somewhere. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. I'm glad you remember me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, that I've, radio face. I've got that Can't face for radio. It. I've got, actually, if, if, you, if, if you go on to our, uh, if you could, if bother to go on to the Radio City website and click on to Rossi and Co, you'll see a picture of me and you, uh-huh. and then me and John, and uh, myself and Nick as well, because Simon had to, uh, I think he had to go and get his hair spiked or something. He had oh, to right, go right. you know. But, That's it. That's ha- Roger Taylor from Duran Duran. Can you, Adam and Eve? Welcome to the Radio City Breakfast Show, Roger. Good to be here. Good my, to be here. My, a little early for me, I must say, but... Uh, well, our work, day's, our work day is almost nearly done, to be perfectly honest. Oh, so, wow. Yes. What do you do for the rest of the day? Well, well, we normally sit around and have a little bit of a chat and talk about what possibly we could do tomorrow, and then uh, I go home, and because I've got to go to bed early... Go to sleep. I watch I watch the stuff of Sky, Sky Plus, and then I have a little siesta, and then I hopefully try and get to the gym. All right, OK. OK. So, uh, so... All you need is now is a is is that the album or the single? Uh, that's the name of the album as well as the, the single. Because yeah. I, I was very very fortunate to get a copy mm-hmm. of All You Need Is Now from mm-hmm. uh, from the record company, and I've been playing it in my car for for a couple of weeks now, Fabulous. and it's it's really good. Is Mark Mark Ronson's worked on that? 
Yeah, I think he's done a good job, actually. Uh, he kind of pointed out the very obvious that people like to hear Duran Duran as we are. You know, he kind of said to us, don't be afraid to, who, to be who you are. Yeah. He kind of took us back to that early 80s way of making records, but obviously with his contemporary kind of sheen on the record. And it sounds good. We're really pleased with it. And uh, the album, is it, is it sort of depict the, the sound of the album, or is there some slower stuff? Is there some, uh, is, 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 is some more dancier stuff? Because uh, there was some of the stuff that you brought out in recent times had got a serious beat. I mean, you've always had yeah. that really good bass line and stuff, and, and fantastic drumming, lest Thank we you. not forget. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, I mean, this, this album's a real mix-up of everything. You know, if you listen to the very early albums, there's a, a real dark side to the, the records, but there's a real upbeat you know, poppy side as well. And this record kind of spans that whole uh, length and breadth of the uh, the way we play. So it's um, it really goes into a lot of different areas. Um, but, you know, it's got those, the, the disco beats, it's got the stacked up harmonies, it's got the, uh, we've got Don Brown playing with us now. So we've got real guitar back in the, the sound again. So, uh, okay, so they're pleased with it. Is, is, is this guy, Don Brown, is he sort of like the blonde spiky hair? Was he? Or did he play with you guys when you last played the Echo Arena Liverpool? He did, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, Andy left the band uh, not, oh, quite a few years ago now. Uh, so the last album was made without a real guitar player. So this was kind of like a complete band again on this album. And I think it really comes across as that. And we're looking forward to getting out there and playing it to a, a live audience. I read uh, Andy Taylor's autobiography uh, when it came out last year. Um, uh -huh. Now, you can, you, you, stuff, huh? and very interesting. You can say you're not no comment if you want, but reading between the lines, and I've always been a fan of the band. Reading between the lines, uh, it sounded like he, he could be a difficult man to please, or if if everything was going smoothly, he might be the sort of uh, can you just say the uh, the chip in the woodwork. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it could be a tough life. <laughs> you have to spend a lot of time away from home. You're yeah. on the road a lot. You're in hotels a lot. And it is tough sometimes. Uh, when you really get unhappy doing it, it's time to time to move do on. Something else, move on. Exactly. I mean, you did take a, you did take time out yourself, and do you think that helped you? Did you come back really refreshed and wanting to play the the Rios, the girls on film, as well as all the new stuff? Exactly. I think I got the same points in the eighties. You know, I just had enough of the the lifestyle, and it was really great for me to just go and chill for what turned out to be quite a long time and I uh, just came back really fresh wanting to do it again and I came back with more maturity I was enjoying every moment a lot more and uh, you know I, I still love it you know I, I can see us doing this for for years, to be honest with you. Do you know, in the, in the old uh, Kinks, uh, was it the Kinks song? No, the Who song, I hope I'm old, uh, hope I'm die before I get old. But, you know, when you're, when you're 20s, you think, you know, well, we'll not be doing this when we're like in our late 40s, 50s. I know Simon's, uh, I think he's 50 now, 51. Yeah, but yeah. you don't look at, you've you've moved for the times, you don't, you've not sort of got anywhere near that stage where you're putting on your cardigan and your slippers quite yet. No, I think we've always tried to look forward. That's why we've never kind of got stuck in that I mean, people think, probably think of us generally as an 80s band, but we've always tried to move forward and not just kind of, you know, keep repeating the same old sound. And, uh, you know, we, we, that's why we like to work, work with people like Mark Ronson. We worked with Timberland on the last record. Yeah. You know, we kind of like to work with people that are really happening at this moment, and I think that helps to keep the band fresh. Who knows, at the next album you could work in with the end dubs. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you could wear your dappy hat. You, know. uh, you never know. Yeah. You, never know. You, d- you never know. Right. Uh, you touched down at the Echo Arena and I'm delighted you've uh, chosen to come back to Liverpool's Echo Arena and uh, you look like you had a great night. That techno set you did, you know, the sort of drum and bass, that sort of, we all dressed up on the suits, the techno set where yeah, you did. Yeah. Did you like that? I did. Uh, you did uh, Last Chance in the Stairway and uh, Hold Back the Rain and a lot of the old stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. just a real surprise. That was a, a real surprise. Are you, uh, when does your tour actually kick off? I know you're still doing the rehearsals and you're still putting bits together for the show. Uh, well, the, the UK tour kicks off on uh, 18th of May yeah. in Newcastle, finishes in Sheffield on the 4th of June. And uh, we're just kind of starting actually now. We're, we're starting rehearsing this week. We'll do a lot of shows before we get to the UK tour. You know, we're going to go to America and. Yeah. Uh, do a short tour there and stuff so by the time we hit this tour we're going to be on the run it's going to be uh, up and running you'll have well uh, well, well have hit the ground running so uh, yeah. all you need is now uh, is the is the new single and uh, the album of the same name have you got a release date for that did you say that's uh, March 21st is the, the hard copy okay uh, it came out, out on iTunes actually over Christmas and did really well did really well for us and uh, Monday 23rd of May and the tickets go on sale from the box office this Friday morning. This Friday? This Friday morning. The tune I was playing underneath, by the way, has just looped a little bit of uh, the show for which you didn't do in the last tour. Uh, we did it on some dates we did. We, did. I mean, we really mix the, the show up a lot. We oh, right. very rarely play the same set twice. Oh, I see. Because uh, we kind of get this travelling band of hardcore fans that come to every show. Yeah, you're talking to one. It's just playing different stuff. It's just these days I can't, I can't follow you around as much because I've got a daughter now and I'm married and I've got to be here at six o'clock every morning at five o'clock from a six o'clock start. Okay. But, uh, listen, uh, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. What a beautiful surprise because they yeah. were winding me up saying it was a female TV presenter. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know what? You're even, really excited then, weren't you? Even as a red-blooded male, I'm, I'm even more delighted. It was Roger Taylor from Duran Duran. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. L- looking forward to Monday the, the uh, 23rd of May. Thank you, Roger Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Roger yeah. Taylor. Radio Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Roger Taylor from Duran Duran. Wow, you were like a little kid on Christmas Day. I certainly was. Ah, Rog. Good old Roger Taylor. So uh, it's Radio City 96.7's Breakfast Show podcast with me, Rossi and the Co. Uh, we've had some good true stories over the last past week or so. Oh, we have. Yeah. I particularly like the one about the, uh, the hen and the cock. Yeah, yeah that the, was a good one. The farmer with his new cock. Mm. Very keen cock. Yes. Keen cock. Keen on hens kind of <laughs> Or what about the guy who, uh, who was reading a best man speech? Well, he made oh. a little bit of a mistake. He misunderstood what the, what the groom did. was told. We should told start him. with that one, actually. Yeah. Okay, shall we do that? Best yeah. man making a speech, true story. Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. So anyway, I was talking to a friend of mine who dropped a right clanger at the weekend. Oh, God. He was doing best man speech uh, at, a, at a good friend of his in Ireland. Mm. And uh, he'd flown over from Ireland, I beg your pardon, and he was doing the best man's speech. It was in London. And it was a, it was a, it was a lot of Irish. It was a big one of those big get-together, proper hoolie weddings. And uh, my mate said he got up to do his best man's speech, and he congratulated the happy couple, and uh, he said some really nice things about them. And then he went on to say, and I hope you have the greatest and bestest honeymoon ever when you go off to North Wales. Lovely part of the world. Go off to North Wales. And there was a guy sitting two tables back from the front, shouts up and says, Oi, you idiot, get your facts right. They're actually going to Italy. They're not going to North Wales. 
So my mate had made some notes and looked down at his script and says, well, I'm sorry I made that mistake, but he said he was going to Bangor for two weeks. <laughs> you know how it is, Jim, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an easy mistake to make. Of course it is, yeah. North Wales, Italy, you know. Uh, right then, um, do you want a true story? Oh, yes. Would you like a true story? Cheer us up. Well, there's, a, there's a bloke and uh, he knew uh, a guy who was a jockey. Mm. Knew his guy as a jockey and uh, the, the guy gave him a good tip to say, you know, this horse I'm riding is a great horse. He's in top form, I'm in top form. He said, you know, put a few quid on it. Put a few quid on it. In fact, more than a few quid. Uh, so the bloke uh, decides to put £2,000 in this horse. Now, that's a lot of money, that. A lot of money, but really, really good odds. The jockey reckons, told his mate that the horse is going to come romping him. Puts £2,000 on the horse. Coming up to the last fence, the horse is in the lead by a good bit. Suddenly, the horse was hit, in the, hit by a leg of lamb. From oh. no A leg of lamb. Followed by a bunch of apples, a bunch of oranges, and a packet of biscuits, and a bottle of bubbly. The jockey finally fell over, and as he did, he was hit by some tins of fruit and packets of dates and things like that. So, obviously, he didn't win the race. So, the bloke went over to the jockey and says, what the hell happened? He says, I don't know, I think it was hampered. <laughs> well, a farmer went to market and he bought himself a, a prize cock. And he, he took the cock back to the farm and let it go. And he watched his cock go absolutely mad with the hens, straight into the hens' pens. At least 150 of them he did over an hour and a half. Unbelievable. So uh, the farmer just finished his lunch, and he came out into the farm, and the cock was at it again with another 150 hens. He thought, he's key. He's key. I've got a good one there. Yeah. I've got a good one there. We're going to have the busiest egg farm in, in Britain. So the next day he gets up and uh, he said all, all the hens were walking around really bleary-eyed, looking a little bit naked, as you would. And uh, so then the cock, he, he only starts on the geese and, and the ducks. He starts, getting, uh, you know, making it with the geese and the ducks. He thought, this is not right at all. This has never, ever happened before. Biologically, this should not happen. Later on that afternoon, the farmer's walking through the farm and he sees the cock lying just almost lifeless, looking almost pale, almost like green around the gills, so to speak. And he's just lying there, looking like he's on death's door. And there's about six big vultures hovering in the sky above him. And the farmer stands over the cock and says, This deserves your right, you horny little so-and-so. This deserves your right. You just couldn't stop yourself. And the cock opened one eye and looked up at the vultures and said, Shh, they're just about to land. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's all the true story. <laughs> the true story file. Waking you up on weekdays. Get set for Operation Morale Improvement. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City ninety six point seven. Radio City ninety six point seven. Now, sometimes they're not one hundred percent true, but it is true to say that sometimes, as an intelligent producer that you are, and a very qualified and very good, talented producer, well... that sometimes that you're not quick on the uptake. I would say all the time I'm not quick on the uptake. Here was one early morning when I caught you off guard and I put something <laughs> to you and you just didn't get it. Have a listen to this. Uh, we, we did a survey about good looking people and their IQ and it led into a little question that I put to you. Yes. So you're not that bad looking. Thick as champ though. <laughs> <laughs> Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Do you know Tesco's across the road from us here? Yeah. Towards Clayton Square. 
Have you have you seen the clown there that hides from ugly people outside that Tesco's? No. You haven't. You haven't you haven't seen the clown that hides from ugly people. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, you've not seen that clown that hides from the ugly people? No. <laughs> what are you? I don't understand. So, <laughs> if you haven't seen him, why do you reckon that is? Because <laughs> he's hiding? I don't understand. <laughs> Jay, have you, seen that, have you seen that clown that hides from ugly people? No, I've just told you. <laughs> He's still not getting him. No. <laughs> so, he hides from ugly people. Oh, funny. <laughs> uh, what did I say? What did I say? The better looking you are, the higher your IQ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay. Oh. Do you know what? I can't tell you the amount of times we've been out for coffee after the show and he's actually been looking for the clown still. Yeah. The clown <laughs> but still I just on. pictured the clown hanging about outside the Tesco Metro. <laughs> Thank you very much for taking time out and uh, listening and downloading the Radio City Breakfast Show podcast. You can check us out Monday to Friday, 6 till 10am on Radio City 96.7, online, radiocity.co.uk, DAB Digital Radio, or your iPhone app. You can download that as well uh, from the Radio uh, City app account. Yes. And uh, and do all those technical things that I haven't a clue what I'm going to be talking <laughs> so if about. If you go to the App Store on yes, your iPhone, you will it. find the Radio City app. There. It's on there. And don't yeah. forget as well, go yes. on the website because Monday the 31st of January is Happy Monday. Yep. And you can uh, you could win yourself the day off work uh, in conjunction with your boss in the Radio City Breakfast Show. Whatever you're doing, have a great week. See you same time soon, please. Next week. Ciao, baby. Bye-bye. Bye. Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits you might have missed. Updated weekly and available via radiocity.co.uk or iTunes.